I'm Alex Schwartz. I'm Nomi Fry. I'm Vincent Cunningham, and this is Critics at Large, a New Yorker podcast for the culturally curious. Each week, we're going to talk about a big idea that's showing up across the cultural landscape, and we'll trace it through all the mediums we love. Books, movies, television, music, art. And I always want to talk about celebrity gossip, too. Of course. We hope you'll join us for new episodes each Thursday. Follow Critics at Large today, wherever you get podcasts. This episode of Livewire is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you can call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey there. Are you a Livewire listener who's long wanted to add Livewire in-person watcher to your resume? Well, you can do that because right now we have season passes on sale for our whole 2018 fall season. And we have incredible shows lined up already. Guests like Hari Kondabalu, Phoebe Robinson, and Dan Savage. Plus, many, many more. They're going to be on the Livewire stage. And if you are going to be in Portland, you do not want to miss this. This is going to be a fun season. It'll be me, Elena Passarello, the Livewire band, the whole gang. We'll be having engaging conversations, enjoying live music and original comedy. You do not want to miss this. And these recordings sell out really fast. In fact, last season, we sold out every show. So if you buy a season pass, you'll be guaranteed a ticket for every show, and you'll save money overall. It's a great deal. Don't miss it. Head over to LiveWireRadio.org to find out more. And I'll see you at the show. Well, hello there, everybody. Welcome to another edition of LiveWire. This week, we are once again dipping into the LiveWire archives. Seven of you got that callback from the last week's episode. We're going to dip into the LiveWire archives and bring you an interview with the poet Kevin Young. This was recorded in May of 2016. Uh, His book, Blue Laws, which was also from 2016, uh, is a collection of his poetry from the last 20 years. Uh, It was hailed by the New York Times Review of Books as dazzling and compulsively readable. He's also been a finalist for the National Book Award and has been compared to Langston Hughes. And since 2017, he's been the poetry editor at The New Yorker. And just this year, he published his 11th collection of poetry, which is called Brown. So check this out. It's Kevin Young on Livewire. Kevin, welcome to Livewire. Thanks. Good to see you. This is a pretty incredible book, which is a collection of of poetry that you've been writing for some time. I thought maybe we could start things out by um, by hearing something. Could you read uh, Black Jack, which is about the boxer Jack Johnson? Absolutely. Uh, Jack Johnson was the first black heavyweight champ. uh, And so this is a poem sort of in his voice talking about what it was like. Black Jack. Some call me spade. Stud, buck, black. 
That last I take as compliment. I am black, and they will let me forget it. I'm Jack to my friends, little Arthur, like that king of England to my mama. Since I got crowned champ, most white folks would love to see me whooped. They call me dog, cad, or card, then bet on me to win. I'm still an ace, and the whole world knows it. Don't mean most don't want me done in, but I got words for them, too. When I'm through, most chumps wish they were counting cash instead of sheep, stars. Ideal blows like cards. One round, 20 rounds, more. I'm black, all right, and I'll never let them forget it. Stepping to me in or out the ring, you gamble. Go ahead then, dealer. Hit me again. That's Kevin Young. Was that part of why Jack Johnson was, I mean, not only famous for his athletic prowess, but notable because he seemed to live life very much on his own terms when that was something that was incredibly dangerous for a black man to do? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they invented the term the great white hope to try to defeat him. So, you know, he had this fascinating career. He, uh, the color line was drawn against him. People wouldn't box him. So he had to sort of chase around these white champs around the world and follow them. And sort of, you know, he invented trash talking in that way we're used to now from Muhammad Ali and others. But he sort of perfected that early on. And um, he was a fascinating figure. And uh, this comes from, a, uh, originally was in a book called To Repel Ghosts about Jean-Michel Basquiat, the painter, um, who had painted a Jack Johnson portrait. So that's how I started to think about Jack Johnson. And Basquiat, too, as a kind of different heavyweight champ who faced his own challenges, you know, 80 years later. Uh, so I was thinking a lot about both that and, and this kind of legacy of race, but also championship and maj majesty, you know, and how um, to live life on one's own terms, like you said. Um, what is your process like for, for writing things? Man, you have written a lot of poetry, my friend. <laughs> I've read a lot of it. And, they they uh, say that, yeah. I'm curious, though, how you harness that, and, and even down to the granular level, like, what is your schedule like? Do you write X number of hours a day? I wish. Um, <laughs> I, I write when I can at this point. I mean, I'm busy. Uh, but I also, you know, I feel like a little like Prince only in the sense that, you know, I fear there's Everyone a Everyone in this room wants to make love to you right yes, now? Yes, yes. You know, just, just because I, I believe in that kind of work ethic, you know, and that you got to get stuff done whenever. So, yeah, I, I just try to get writing done. And doing this book, Blue Laws, was real different because I was looking through 20 years of poetry of mine and sort of seeing what worked, what fit together, how do you pick and choose from it. Um, and that was really interesting to see these kind of connections across books. When you have an idea for a poem and, and then you, you sort of start in on it, at what point do you know if it's working or not working? I mean, sometimes like five years later. <laughs> um, but, you know, like I was writing these poems, but they were about music and pop and death and the 1980s. Uh, and they had Prince in them, of course, because that was sort of part, part of my growing up. And then Prince died. And suddenly they become elegies, you know, these poems that are just praise songs. 
Um, and so, you know, that happens faster than you'd think. You know, you, you can't sit around and think, well, in five years, I'd love my Prince Elegy to come out. You, it makes you want to finish, you know? So sometimes life comes and, and forces your hand and forces you to get busy. Uh, we're talking to Kevin Young. His new book is Blue Laws, which is a collection of his poetry over the last 20 years. Um, you write a lot about the black experience in this country, and I can't help but think about the impact that hip-hop now has and rap music, and that being, in a way, the, the poetry that often describes the black experience in this country. Maybe more, it's certainly more widely absorbed now than, say, something that you might write in a book of poetry, right? Yeah, but I mean, I think Beyonce is the <laughs> one leading the charge. The thing I sometimes miss is hip-hop was one kind of music among many, you know? Like, hip-hop isn't for every occasion. Sometimes you need a little prince, right, late at night? I mean, so to me, like, that kind of mix of musics is hip-hop at its best, too, because, you know, if you listen to early hip-hop, they're sampling everything from Billy Joel to Kraftwerk. And so I love that kind of mix of music, and I love that hip-hop says that's really important and that the mix is really the thing. And, you know, in a way, just collectively, it does what Prince does, which is listen to everything, put it in a blender, and make you dance to it. And so, to me, that's what black music has often done, whether it's the blues or jazz, um, always quoting and, and, and taking risks. It feels that we are at this incredibly important moment in this country as it pertains to race. We have, sure. you know, Bernie Sanders's rally was interrupted just up the road in Seattle by uh, Black Lives Matter protesters. Police brutality towards people of color is finally actually getting some attention. Yeah. Um, this is a, an auspicious and important moment for, for our country. As somebody who writes about the black experience, do you feel hopeful about the direction things are moving in? I do. You know, I, I have, you know, a son who thinks of the world in such an open way. That's so nice to see. And, you know, I have a book about him being born. And um, I think of the world through his eyes sometimes, you know. And the drag is, you know, he's nine now. I have to have the talk with him about what to do if a cop comes across him. I mean, that's a heavy thing. Like, there's the sex talk, there's the what to do when a cop stops. You know, these are not things you're looking forward to, but one can really kill you. And so, you know, that's heavy, um, but at the same time, it's part of life. And I, I guess I, I think the other part of life is the joy, you know, the pleasure. Um, and that's why, you know, I think Beyonce is so great. And I think why poetry is so great. Poetry is in a really interesting place now, too. African-American poetry especially, where it's talking about these things. It's able to talk about the daily lives of people, but also laugh and, and, and make fun and make music and um, do all the things that I think poetry and music at its best does. Well, speaking of poetry at its best, could you read one more um, sure. piece for us before we're done here? You have a number of different odes in this book, odes to different things. This might have been my favorite. Okay. Ode to Pork. Yes. <laughs> I have all these odes to everyday things, and they were you know, started by something serious about my father dying, and I couldn't write for a while, and then I wrote these poems. Um, but they're really about hunger in many ways and missing things um, and missing the food of my childhood, which um, I guess was soul food, but as my father said, we just called it food. <laughs> so this is Ode to Pork. I wouldn't be here without you. Without you, I'd be umpteen pounds lighter and a lot less alive. 
You stuck round my ribs even when I treated you like a dog, dirty, I dare not eat. I know you're the blues because loving you may kill me, but still you rock me down slow as ham hocks on the stove. Anyway, you come fried, cued, burnt to within one inch of your life. I love. Babe, I revere your every nickname. Bacon, chitlin, cracklin, sin. Some call you murder, shame's stepsister, then dress you up and declare you white and healthy. <laughs> but you always come back sauced to me. Adam himself gave up a rib to see yours piled pink beside him. Your heaven is the only one worth wanting. You keep me all night cursing your four-letter name. The next, begging for you again. That is Kevin Young. You are going to be very happy to know that the restaurant right across the street, Miss Delta, has some pork that will blow nice. your mind. Nice, nice. It will spawn an entire new work of poetry from you. <laughs> Kevin Young, ladies and gentlemen, the Thanks new book is me. Blue Laws. Thanks. All right, that is going to do it for this Livewire podcast short. Thank you so much to Kevin Young for being amazing and being on the show. If you would like more information about Livewire, like how to listen to other episodes of our podcast, of which there are many, and most of them are like longer than these podcast shorts and have multiple interviews and songs and all kinds of ballyhoo. I learned that word ballyhoo from a recent guest we had, Tessa Fontaine, and now I just can't stop using it. Uh, if you want to get the other episodes of the podcast or sign up for our newsletter, uh, head over to livewireradio.org, and we have all that information there. I am Luke Burbank. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. Livewire is supported in part by Fully. Based in Portland, Oregon, Fully is an amazing company that sells and distributes things that will help you feel healthier while you are being productive doing your work. How do I know this? Well, because I use a Jarvis standing desk from Fully when I am on stage recording Livewire. That's right. I can set that thing at any different height that works for me in that moment. It keeps the blood flowing, keeps uh, me feeling engaged. I think you can hear the results, my friends, coming through the radio and the podcast. If you would like to stay healthy and productive while you're being productive at your work, whether it's at home or in the office, you got to check out what the folks at Fully are doing. Go to Fully.com slash Livewire. That's F-U-L-L-Y dot com slash Livewire. They've also got the Cooper Standing Desk Converter. That gives you the ability to set your desk at any height you want as well. And just uh, figure out a spot that works for you. I promise it'll make a difference in your, in your work productivity and how good you'll feel at the end of the day. I know it has for me. I also use the TikTok stool when I'm at home doing all of my uh, radio show writing projects. Uh, it's made such a difference for me and for our whole Livewire staff, and I know you're going to have the same experience. So again, 
Find out what Fully has got going on by heading over to Fully, that's F-U-L-L-Y, dot com slash Livewire. P-R-I, Public Radio International. Wouldn't it be amazing to have a piping hot episode of Livewire delivered right to your heart and ears each week? Well, guess what? That can happen when you subscribe to the Livewire podcast feed and you'll get the joy of surprising conversation every week. So go ahead and do it. It's super easy. You click on the button at the top of your podcast app and bam, you are Livewire subscribed. And if you're still, you know, feeling the love, if you're enjoying the show, hey, maybe you could hook us up and uh, leave us a quick review. That'll help more people find out about Livewire. And thank you. 